We're learning about which literally means Hashem's portion in the world is His nation. But the Tanya is translating it to mean that the nation, Klal is a piece of Hashem, is a chilek of Hashem. And we learned how that translates through the ten spheres and how that's demonstrated by the, sh- the name of Hashem, Yudke Vavke. But what's, even if that was something new and maybe complicated to remember the whole system and how it plugs into the Shem Hashem, what's important for us is that it starts with an idea, it starts with a rotsen for Hashem to have a yid in the world and to create the world and to have a yid in the world who's Mekayim Torah Mitzvahs, and it ends with the last hay. And that last hay is the Vayipach Ba'ap of Nishmas Chaim. The last hay is representative of when things become action. And in this system of bringing a neshama into the world, that last hay, the action of that last hay, is Vayipach Ba'ap of Nishmas Chaim, that Hashem blows Kivayachal a neshama into a yid. And the Tanya continues in that same Pasuk of Kichelik Hashem Amoy, that the Pasuk says, Yaakov Chevel Nachlasai. Now Chevel Nachlasai also means that it's Hashem's portion in the world. Chevel is translated as a lot. Nachlasai is an inheritance. It's saying the same point that Klal is Hashem's portion in the world. But the Tanya again translates the word Chevel in an alternate translation, meaning a string. Because Chevel could also mean a string or a rope. And just like a rope, when you pull on the bottom of a rope, and even if it's very, very long, it affects the top of the rope, so too Hashem's portion in the world is compared to a rope. means this Hashem Amoy, this piece of Hashem that's into a Yid, through the system of a Yipach Ba'ap of Nishmas the last hay of Hashem, that blew a Neshama into the world, is like a rope, that Neshama, in the world, is like a rope connected to Hashem above. And therefore, any action that this neshama takes affects and has its connection to the source through that rope. So we know two things. We know that the neshama is a piece of Hashem, and we know that it's attached to Hashem. means it's not like a piece that came out and it's separate. It's a piece, but it's constantly attached through the system of Chavon Nachlaser. So now, Putting these together, the Tanya says like this, that in Vayipach Ba'ap the muscle of blowing is a very specific muscle. For example, when a person wants to blow onto something and there's a wall blocking in between, a person wants to blow a balloon and there's a wall, a blockage, a, feather, a, a piece of plastic blocking between him and the balloon. So the air is not at all going to go into the balloon. So too... If a Hashem is is wants and tries to make a bayipach ba'ap of nishmas chayim, means he wants that a neshama should go into a yid, and there's something blocking, so then the neshama will not be able to properly go into the yid. Now, there is nothing in the world that can block Hashem's rotsin. What could block Hashem's rotsin from the neshama properly manifesting itself in a yid? So, of course, the answer is averis. Because Averis, the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Your Averis are separating between you and Hashem. Because this whole system is a Ratzon Hashem. It's a Ratzon of Hashem to have an Hashem in the world. That's Mekayim Tayyar Mitzvah. It's a Ratzon of Hashem to have an Hashem in the world. And the ultimate Ratzon of Hashem is to have that Hashem being Mekayim Tayyar Mitzvah in the world. 
like we learned about in the Tanya, what the source of this Ratzon is. But either way, it's the Ratzon of Hashem to have this Yid Neshama in the world. And Averis is something that are the exact opposite of Ratzon Hashem. They are against the Ratzon Hashem. So they serve as a wall, a Mechitza, a block, that does not let the Neshama properly go into this Guf. And says the Tanya, that's what Karis is. That if a person doesn't have very that's karis, karis means to be cut off. Quite literally, his neshama gets cut off from its source because there's something blocking his neshama from properly resting in his guf. Now, there's still some left over, and that's why he can live till 50 or to 60. There, there's rules and systems. It's not like as, as if the second a person doesn't have very, he drops dead. But it still serves as a mechitza, as a hefsik a wall, a blockage between Hashem's Ratzon to have this Neshama in the world, and there's something blocking it from properly being in the world because there's Averis that are separating it. Now, in the other Moshul that we gave, that there's a string, that the Neshama is like a string attached to Hashem, the Tanya uses that to describe what happens when a person does an Aver that's not Karis. means Karis means like a wall, it's completely cut off. Or you can say that the string has been completely cut. But every other Avera is like if we would take a rope and we would say that this rope is made up of 613 strands. Anytime a person does an Avera, he's damaging one of those strands. If he does an Avera or if he fails to do a mitzvah, and he is therefore in some way cutting his neshama off. But since he's still attached, it's easier to do tshuva. But the krisis is more severe, and therefore the Avera of Krisis causes that the person could be completely cut off from Hashem, unless, of course, he does a proper tshuva.